Hello and welcome to the Team NFA podcast with Lindsay and Matt. Yo guys, how's it going? Over the next episodes, we'll be covering everything you need to know about health and fitness, nutrition, training, lifestyle and mindset to get incredible results, maintain them and live your best life while you're at it. Enjoy, learn and implement. Let's go. Hello guys, welcome to episode number nine of our amazing podcast. Hope you are all well. Today we are going to chat to you all about you. Yes, our first Q&A. Exciting. Today we're going to answer all of your questions and speak to you directly about your issues and the questions that you have asked us and we're gonna to try to help you as much as we can. Yeah, there's some great ones in here, so thank you for everyone who asked in our little question box. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. If we don't get round to it today, don't feel um, sad, we will do more, or you should just ask more questions. Yeah, always just, you know, feel free to ask us as much as you like, because we're always happy to help anyone, really. I'm always, I always like answering, you know, people's questions, because it's nice, Yeah, and it feels good just helping everyone. It does, it's lovely. Let's do the first one. So, how much to up calories if not gaining? Currently at 3,200 calories. Should I up it by 50 or 100? Okay, so this really depends on how much and how fast you want to gain weight. I assume you are trying to minimize um, the body fat gain as you are in the building phase, I assume. So you would probably like to increase, I wouldn't do 50, 50 is nothing, you, it's so little that you won't even get any any gains from it. I would do maybe 100 that week and monitor your weight, monitor how you look. And again, if you don't gain any weight that week, increase it by another 100. I assume you're a man because, I mean, 3,200 calories, we should have actually wrote who is asking, asking these questions. But I think this was a guy. So 5,200 calories, if you put it up by 50, you're not gonna get anything. Um, if you put it up by 100, a tiny bit of gains, but you know, miniature body's probably just gonna adjust it, uh, adjust to it and use it as energy quite fast. And you're gonna probably have to increase by another 100 of the week after that. Usually, usually the way I do reverse dieting with clients is increase the calories by 100 until they start gaining like a kilo or something like that a week, then we stop or maybe even reduce the calories a wee bit. Uh, so yeah, increase it by 100 and then see what your weight looks like by the end of the week. If you gained weight, just stick to it. If you haven't gained anything or even if you lost weight, put up by another 100. Every time you gain, obviously you stop. If you don't, just put up by 100 each week until you start gaining. Fabulous. And if it was in protein, carbs or fats, what would you suggest is best? I would increase in carbs. Carbs. depends depends what your body fat is if your body fat is maybe a bit higher and your insulin sensitivity might not be as good and you probably don't respond as good to carbs then maybe a mixture of carbs and fats but usually it will be carbs because if you want to try to make gains and you're going to need more carbs but also depends where your protein's at as well um most of it will be carbs anyway like 80 percent carbs and 20 percent protein yeah nice okay Moving on, advice for getting back into training following COVID-19, mm. struggling with motivation. Okay, well this is quite common one. Yeah, everyone, well not everyone, but it's been tricky with people getting through this. Uh, first thing I'd say is just take the pressure off. 
um obviously before however many times you were training was how many times but you've now had a big illness you've had to stop for a long time your respiratory system will probably be um not what it was and just aim for that one session just get yourself to that first session um there's no point yeah there's no point trying to get back into the gym five times once you're there once you're doing that session obviously monitor your energy levels um, you might have to reduce your weights you might have to do a smaller workout but once you've done that and ticked that one box it'll be easier to get back there and back there and then you can just build up momentum but you just have to give yourself a bit of self-love right now and make sure you're not throwing yourself back into it because you'll probably just put yourself back into um well obviously not back into covid but <laughs> um you'll definitely put yourself back um into yeah not a great place energy wise so yeah I'd say just take the pressure off, focus on just getting that one session in, or even just get your steps in if you've not been moving. Um, yeah. A lot of my clients that have had it and are still struggling, some of them aren't even back at the gym yet and they're still struggling on walks and we're just monitoring their steps every week, monitoring their energy levels, monitoring their sleep and just making sure we're making some progress. Um, if you're making no progress whatsoever, then you should go see a doctor because um, long COVID is real and it could be something more. So. Yeah yeah you're definitely gonna have to rest a little bit more in between sets that's that's definite mm -hmm. you won't be able to you know do your cardiovascular exercises like you did before uh, most of my clients that had COVID and came back to me can't really superset much and um, they're just they're just shattered after every exercise they're, they're out of breath so um just yeah like Lindsay said to monitor how you feel and and see what you can do really i mean it's just really how you feel just try your best obviously well not your best you don't have to kill yourself i mean but um you just have to see how how you feel so yeah rest rest a bit longer between sets yeah Amazing. things will be good though you know what i mean it's gonna take a few weeks for you to get back on it most of my clients after covid it probably took them like maybe four up to six weeks to get 100 percent back to normal and after like two months, they're like absolutely smashing again. They can run, they can do supersets, and they're killing it in the gym. But yeah, the first few weeks, you know, be ready that you will be out of breath a lot, a lot faster, and you'll just be more fatigued. Yeah, and that's when you just need to make sure you're still getting optimal sleep and optimal nutrition in. Um, even though it sounds counterintuitive, because you're like, I'm not moving as much, so maybe I should reduce my calories, but your body's still overcoming something that's quite major, so again you just have to just be like be clever with that and you know monitor your, yourself if you don't know yourself you really need help obviously reach out to one of us or reach out to a coach um to help you with that and get you through it yeah make sure your food is as good as clean as possible as well try not to eat too much shit because yeah. it just it just won't make you feel better especially if you're a little bit already down from um you know lack of motivation and not training and just feel ill Oh shit! You know what it's like when you eat like crap food and you just already feel almost like hungover the next day from eating rubbish food. So if you're already feeling um, not 100 percent and then you're not nailing your nutrition, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Sad. Yeah. Fabulous. Next one. Okay, Matt. I think this one's for you. <laughs> Do you see NFA becoming global? Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost global now. I mean, we've got some of us have clients in different countries. Yeah. So online coaching already is so sort of global. Obviously, we're not in every country, and it's not like we've got hundreds of clients abroad. But almost every single one of us has some sort of clients. I don't know in 
um, yeah. Australia, America, or Canada, Poland, Canada. You know, we've got um, kinds of different countries. So, but when it comes to the actual gym itself, whether that's going to happen, that would be nice. Um, that would be amazing. But there has to be a lot done before that happens. Uh, I need to take a backseat from personal training, taking on less clients, and putting more time into actual on the business and making sure that team and FA grows in the right direction rather than just working inside the business all the time. Yeah, that'll be hard for you because you love helping Very people. <laughs> so it's, I mean, you also love being busy, but you love helping people. So it will be like a big mindset shift to focus on like business wise, because obviously you're yeah. still helping people in that process, but it's not, not as same. immediate. It's not like one-to-one. It's like not as direct. Direct, that's the yeah. word I'm looking for. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But to be honest, it would be it would be amazing because eventually that way would help even more people. I mean, you know, we have what, twelve PTs in our gym, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I fucking made everybody you know a good PT, but it's it's, it's technically common from um, from Team NFA, so yeah, we are affecting more people than if it would just be me. So if we got out of the gym, got more PTs in, and then we could affect more lives in a in the right direction in the right way. So that is definitely the goal, one day, but I think a few years, there's so many things I want to do. I want to expand the gym first and move somewhere else. I think that'll be my goal first. Oh yeah. Imagine having our whole own warehouse. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I, I mean, the thing is the units that we've been looking at, uh, yeah, we've been looking at units, by the way, guys. Um, they're like three times the size of our gym. That's yeah. like a warehouse. I mean, six. It's class. One of, them, one of them was 7,000 square foot. That's, that's like a proper gym. That's the best size of Future Fitness. Mm, nice. So we would have a gym, similar size. That's class. For the same price that we pay now. Woo. <laughs> Woo. In Morris Park. But it's okay. Morris Park is great. Amazing location and can't really complain. Oh, yeah. Nice. Moving on, guys. Thank you for that question. I love it. Definitely <laughs> going to be growing the brand. I mean, it's doing so well right now. So, Is there a protein window? Yes, but not as specific as some people think. Yeah. Um, yes some people no. are like, you have to eat like 30 minutes after your workout of protein, otherwise you fucked it. That's not the case. Um, yeah. As long as you're getting what, like, I mean, really, two, two hours after, as long as you've had some form of meal, you're going to be okay. Even potentially three. Um, yeah. But there is like a, a, I think that was one of the myths that I saw the other day being like, a, a PT said he used to do this all the time and say his clients had to eat 30 minutes after. And that was, yeah, it's funny. But, yeah. I would like to add to that and go a little bit more in, in depth. I feel, in like, depth. I feel like there's a bit of confusion when it comes to the, the protein window. Like, what do you def- define protein window? What does that mean? Yeah, it's true. People like, probably don't know what I mean. Like, so after you work out, you should be eating protein um, a certain time after your workout to ensure your muscles go into an anabolic state rather than catabolic which means you know you're feeding your muscles and they will repair themselves sufficiently so that's what we're chatting about yeah so this is the thing right if you want the best for your muscle gains then you need to have a fucking protein shake immediately after a workout okay because you will be catabolic after your session so you will get slightly miniature miniature better results if you have you know a fast acting protein shake as soon as you finish your workout because when you're training you're depleting your um, um, amino acids from your muscles so the faster you replenish them the better for your gains because you'll be more anabolic and you create protein synthesis right away rather than three hours later 
However, as long as you get enough protein in the day, you're still going to make gains and progress. So you can still get results by not using whatever you want to call protein window, but um, it is beneficial if you have a protein shake as soon as you finish the workout. So it is not necessary, but if you want to be a fucking bodybuilder and be your best, then you have to have a fucking protein shake as soon as you finish your session <laughs> or eat a, eat a meal. Um, we cannot go catabolic after a workout for the next three hours. If I don't eat, if I, let's say I'm training after one hour of eating or even two hours, then I'm training for an hour and a half, that's already three and a half hours be before um, I had, uh, well, after I had a protein source. And then another three hours after that, that's it, you fucking six hours of not eating protein. Okay, if I don't have food for six hours, I'll lose two pounds or three pounds, like instantly. <laughs> that's not something I can afford. <laughs> I wish you could see the intensity in Matt's face right now. <laughs> it's like I've just told him his worst nightmare. He's like, no protein, six hours. <laughs> like, 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 you can't do that <laughs> as a bodybuilder. Um, so, protein window. I don't think it's necessary if you want to, you know, make gains. You can still make gains, but if you want to be your best, you, you fucking need protein as soon as you finish the session. Ideally, a little bit of sugar. Yes. Fabulous. <laughs> Hope that answers your questions. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, best way to grow biceps. Well, this is, uh, I think I should talk about this one and my, I mean, my guns. Listen, right now you've got probably your left bicep is probably the size of mine That's since true. I've been training for a month and you well, actually have very developed biceps. I do. Uh, I, 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 I out-armed you the other day in a photo. You did, you did. <laughs> My arms look bigger than yours. Mm. Yes, she actually completely fucking angled me. I was actually embarrassed. <laughs> Look at my tiny arm next to massive Lindsay. <laughs> <sighs> what can I say? So jacked. So jacked. Um, yeah, best what? way to grow biceps. Well, I mean, you go okay, for well, it. Okay, well, I'll give you, you some tips. <laughs> Um, well, I can give you some tips. Well, first of all, obviously, there needs to be, I think there needs to be a lot of intensity in bicep, bicep training, and you want to go for, I'd rather go for higher reps, still for good weight and shorter rest periods, more intense, more pain, more burn, rather than heavy, heavy weights and resting for like fucking three minutes. Um, I feel like when it comes to arms especially your biceps because it's such a small muscle like you need to just work it hard for like fucking 15 20 minutes and then that's you that's if you do too much of it if you train your biceps for an hour you're probably just going to overtrain it and you're not going to see much results um from it it's going to take days days and days for it to recover that's me anyway if i do too much um too often i don't see my biceps grow it has to be like a controlled amount intense like fucking two three exercises three, four sets, 12, 15 reps, maybe like 45 second rest in between and train them into your in pain. Like you have to be able to um, manage that pain threshold when it comes to biceps. I know people say, oh, you shouldn't be, be sore when it comes to, you know, grow. But when it comes to biceps, I don't, my bicep doesn't grow unless it's, it's burning. Pain. Yeah. Pain means results, unfortunately, when it comes to proper growth. Don't get me wrong, you don't need to be agony to just grow a little bit of biceps. You can train biceps, you know, twice a week, three exercises, fucking two minute rest if you want to, and maybe some barbell curls, then dumbbell curls and grow, you know, 
a bicep or better biceps but if you want to take them to the next level like you have to go through that pain fucking threshold um definitely yeah. obviously our audience is a mixed audience so trying to talk to people that are you know not as advanced and bodybuilders as well yeah that was one thing you taught me with bicep curls is that it's actually like you know when you're, you're bringing them up it's actually when you're lowering them that's when they're working at their hardest so it's really really slowing that down I see so many people just like smacking up and getting just doing them really fast and it's like no slowing it down and getting that time under tension and it's absolutely brutal when you're slowly yes. lowering it down yes really really control your reps like Lindsay says literally the slower you go especially on the way down mm. the better results results you're going to get and and more you're going to be in pain yeah <laughs> <laughs> and your form over over weight always always i see so many people moving bringing the elbows forwards and backwards yeah. bringing the dumbbells all the way up to the shoulders and there's literally fucking no tension in the biceps there just the shoulder working it's like a front raise at the top so make sure your elbows are just fucking locked that you're touching your body yeah. and you go all the way down all the way up but not too high and then it's very very slowly on the way down yeah. and it's, it's literally just intensity and form is i think is the most important thing when it comes to biceps and obviously a surplus you know you want to fucking make sure you get the protein in every three hours get good plenty of um plenty of good nutritious foods plenty of sleep get your fucking eight hours no fucking about the sleep and yeah consistency you know consistency is the most important one I've always, always actually struggled with arm growth. It's always been a, a challenging one. Like my legs will just go like that. Mm. Um, but then again, I do think I have put more effort in legs. Yeah. I can handle more pain when it comes to legs, but with biceps, I just feel like my arm is about to fucking pop. <laughs> it's, it's much smaller muscle though, as you're saying. So like the intensity will feel far superior than doing a big leg day. Um, yeah. When you're just training your biceps, like two muscles intensely for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um next one. <laughs> I think this question's for me. <laughs> how about we move on? <laughs> and you can answer a couple of questions. Okay. <laughs> so I like three questions in a row. That's oh god, so you have. <laughs> I wanna talk. Um so Okay, so doo -doo -doo. I'm really struggling to stay on track as my boyfriend eats whatever he wants and stays slim. My friends keep making me drink on nights out too. What should I do? I feel I'm destined to be fat. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Wow. Okay, first off, no, you're not. Um, anyone can lose weight. You're good. Um, this is something that's really tricky because, you know, just because you're in a fat loss journey doesn't mean that your partner should should be eating the same as you. You have you both have to respect each other's goals in this point. So if this is something you're really struggling with, you know, if you're sitting on the couch at night and he's eating away on stuff and it's really getting to you and you're all just food preoccupation, you're struggling, talk to them. Discuss it, you know? Again, you can't expect him not to eat those things, but if he understands that you're struggling with that, like clearly you're with him for a reason and, you know, he's gonna he doesn't want to put you through any pain or extra stress. So just have have open conversations. Um, yeah. and make sure, you know, maybe if, if it is, work out when it is that you feel like you're struggling most with food and keep some calories for that time. Um, get some high volume foods in at that time. So if it is late at night, you know, get yourself some sugar-free jelly and some, like a protein ice cream or protein yogurt and have that, you know, that can be like a hundred calories and you feel like you're having a dessert. It's great. Uh, the friends making you drink on nights out i mean first off people sh can't make you do anything you are choosing that so you need to own that action 
you are you know you can turn around and say no you can snap you, you know you can set the the barriers there but you are choosing to give into that so there's a wee bit of work to do with your friends and being like hey this is really important to me um you guys constantly like nudging me to drink and drinks actually really hard and i'm giving in can you please stop doing it if they're real pals they clearly will if not maybe don't hang about them um and secondly you just need to be stronger you need to um keep those goals in mind remember why you're doing this um you know think if if you do want to go out and drink you know pre uh, pre plan it save the calories or if it is a last minute thing you can then save the calories for days afterwards not just the next day because that's just gonna you're gonna eat nothing the next day if you do that but over the next maybe five days cut your calories by 100 that's probably you caught up um yeah a lot of, it's basically just need to work on that mindset and that communication there with the people in your life yeah. and why you keep asking yourself why you're doing this and the importance of it and putting your values at the front of your mind we did an episode about all of this we did actually how to stay on track and still get amazing results uh, but actually you know eating whatever well kind of whatever you want at the weekend and having some drinks which i don't know what episode that See. was but you should listen to this episode yeah <laughs> yeah look back there's not many to look through we should actually have like a wee list of the episodes so we can be like and if you go back to episode three you will do this but we'll do that in the future i think it's like episode so, three or four yeah have a wee look back or and have, have give that a listen to there's loads in there if we talk for a long time yeah, as I always like a 40 minute chat or something <laughs> guys so. so yeah but what i've just said there's a good starting place yeah you can do this you can do this hell yeah you're not destined to be fat. No, no. <laughs> that's again, that's just some kind of limited belief uh, behavior right there. If you don't believe, if you believe you're always going to be fat, then you always will be fat. If you believe that you can lose the weight and become a leaner version of yourself and a happier version, then you will, you know? Yeah, or just do um, insane amounts of cardio and just burn up all the calories. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can't out exercise your diet, guys. <laughs> 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 three um, hours of cardio day okay next one Matt what federations are you competing in because I guess this question is not for me <laughs> yeah, I mean you're competing in the federation of tough mother and uh, oh yeah Spartan yeah to be fair yeah <laughs> um, federations this year I was going to compete in PCA um, and probably anything that is around that it would be bodybuilding novice, novice bodybuilding class um, novice means um, that you've already competed but you've not won a bodybuilding class yet because I've won other shows just not a bodybuilding class and yeah might compete towards the end of the year but I don't know because with this arm I just I don't fucking know I don't really think I will compete to be honest I think it'll have to be next year um, which is a bit frustrating but it's okay you know we live on and and I'm going to have a lot of other amazing clients that compete in so that is going to be fulfilling and then we've got Tough Mudder all, all of our clients competing Tough Mudder we actually need to put that out I'll then let everybody know oh yeah yeah yeah. so if you guys want to do Tough Mudder if you're not already doing it with us you can jump in um, on the train on the Tough Mudder game train mm, 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 mm. it's going to be fun I'm so buzzing yeah it will be it will be I just hope there's no there's no rings that I have to go through again and there will be <laughs> yes there's a lot of hanging stuff here really yeah okay, well, well there isn't there isn't all the Spartan ones I've done in Tough Mudder a lot of the 
um, obstacles are similar. It's yeah. just the mentality's different. It's about getting your full team through. It's not getting through as fast as you can. So easy, easy, easy breezy. Uh, I'll be totally recovered by yeah. then anyway. It's fine, and I'll try not to like you know just put all my body weight on my arm this thing. I'll let you go on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> on, uh, on 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 the bars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can just ping along, and I'll I'll carry your weight. You think you'd probably end up pulling something? Nah, <laughs> I'm a machine. Just a hundred kilo on your back. Easy. Easy. Easy days. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Try and gym, see how long you can hold. Yeah, I think I did quite well. What do you think, like five seconds? Nah, five minutes. (laughs) In Lindsay's time. (laughs) For the next gym challenge, how long can you hold Matt on your shoulders for? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can try it, see who wins. Yeah. Get a free membership for it. Yes. So yeah, that's it, guys. PC most likely, but um, to be honest, I like to compete in anything that there is like a challenge. So I like to try new federations as well. See what federation is best. Moving on. What does creatine do? Oh, creatine. What does creatine do, Lindsay? <laughs> we were just talking about this. <laughs> now I'm like, yeah. oh, it's under the mic now. Um, <laughs> so. As we've said before, like the generalized thing of creatine is it will help you recover faster, which then will mean your workouts will be more efficient in the kind of broad scheme of things. Um, but what it actually does is the creatine phosphate will um, saturate your muscle more um, or fully. Um, you'll get some from your food, but taking that supplement just ensures you get 100% of it. Um, it increases your ATP production, not by crazy much, but you know, you're talking when you're squeezing out one more rep in that set, that creatine could be the reason you got that. Um, so it's just worth taking. And yeah. Yeah. Creatine monohydrate is basically just like an energy source, guys. Yeah. Now it lasts sort of, right? It gets converted to creatine phosphate and we store that in the muscle and then by using five grams of creatine a day, you can get maybe an extra like one rep in some of the exercises during the session, which will then still make more muscle because you just work a little bit harder during your session. So just gonna give it that little bit tiny push um, to work harder. And then when you recover, you get better results because you still wanted the muscle a bit more. Indeed. That's what it does. Ta-da. Take it, it's good. Stay it. Next, <laughs> is keto helpful for fat loss? Controversial. Can be. Is it? Yeah, well, I mean, it is in a way, but is it sustainable? Is it, like, do you want to do it? I mean, I think it's shite. <laughs> yeah. But. I did a full post on this in my Instagram, so you can scroll back and read that if you want, and that will give you my full views on keto. Um, if you are a person who enjoys a higher fat diet and don't really like carbs, then yes, it might help you stay in your calorie deficit. Um, if you don't like carbs. I know. <laughs> Weirdos. Um, yeah, you know, if you find it easy to do a low carb diet and you want to eat more fats, yes, if it helps you stick to your diet. But again, it is just about creating a calorie deficit for fat loss. Um, the thing with keto is, you know, eating in higher fats you're not capping your fats which can then do really bad things to your body um, especially if you're not just prioritizing unsaturated fats if you're doing more animal fats and um, potentially trans fats so yeah, there's as much yeah. as that in the UK anymore so it can just cause a lot of health problems in the long run if you stick to it for a long time so 
yeah i mean it can it can but i personally don't advise it yeah i mean you'll see you know fast weight drop very very quickly in the first couple of weeks because you know you just dropped your carbs so you're going to lose lots of water weight and it will show on the scale you'll feel well you won't feel good you well you might feel good because you know the weight has dropped so you think that yeah. you make tons of results but it's not actually fat most of it is just well almost all of it will be water weight and as soon as you start eating carbs again you're going to put that weight back on um so generally i wouldn't recommend it you can use it but whether it's helpful or not nah shite don't do it <laughs> <laughs> fuck keto diet no jinks. how often should i work out lindsay how often can you work out there's if you can work out every day then i'd actually still don't advise that um <laughs> it depends on your schedule like there's there's no point yeah. saying i'm gonna work out five days a week if you generally have no spare time and you're struggling to even think about getting two works workouts in a week it all depends on your schedule and then once you decide how many days you actually can commit to and actually are possible then that's when you can look at your splits whether it is you know three leg days and two upper or if you have time to do you know back and um arms one day and chest and shoulders another day blah 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 um yeah yeah it all depends on you there is no right or wrong answer when it comes to how many days you should be working out yeah it just depends on your goal as well guys you know um, True. It's, it's a very it's a very hard question to answer without knowing a little bit more specifics about your goals about you know your convenience really you know how many times you can make it you know, if you want to get the best results, you know, I would probably just say, you know, train five times a week, you know what I mean? But if you can't commit to five times a week, then train three, train yeah. four, like Lindsay said. And it's still better than, I think some people go, oh, I can't train five days a week, then I won't get results, so I just shouldn't do anything. I'm yeah. like, no, you should still do something. Um, just, yeah, don't have that, that mindset. Yeah, train as many times as you can fit in your life schedule. Even, listen, one session, Zero session and one session difference is a lot bigger than, you know, from two to five sessions or three to five sessions, right? You'd rather do one or two yeah. than fucking nothing, okay? The time is going to pass anyways. I like that quote. <laughs> so you might, yeah, the anyways. time is going to pass anyways. So you might as well do it. Some people are like, oh, it's going to take me longer. So I'm going to use that as an excuse not to do it. And I'm like, but the time is going to pass anyways. So... Do you want to feel better in a year's time just because you know you've decided that you can't train five times a week yeah get it done get it done uh next is fasted cardio better than not fasted no <laughs> it's <is> not <laughs> sorry guys just gonna wait for my heart rate to go down <laughs> it is not guys honestly this is such a old old myth created mainly by the bodybuilding community. Every coach tells you to do fasted cardio because it just burns body fat and that's just not true because you always have some sort of carbohydrate stored in the body unless you're extremely depleted and don't really consume much carbohydrates, which some bodybuilders close to the end of the, sh the, um, of the prep before the show are. Um, but 99% um, of the population will have a lot of carbohydrates still stored in the muscle um, which is glycogen and whenever you're doing cardio you're still going to be using those carbs so it doesn't matter if you're doing fasted or not basically the, there's people are saying that when you fasted you know because you've not ate yet you're just going to be burning fat but just because you didn't eat that day doesn't mean that you still don't have carbs from the day before 
So no, no, uh, fasted cardio, you're actually gonna burn less calories than you are um, after eating because um, you probably just don't have as much energy to be honest. Yeah, and that's where the argument comes from because people are like, oh, I haven't eaten, so I'm gonna have to push harder to do the same cardio as if I had eaten, um, mm -hmm. then I'll find that cardio easier. So I think that's kind of where it comes in. But the cardio you do after you've eaten will, as Matt's saying, be more optimal. You'll be able to train more intensely. Um, yeah. So they, it pretty much balances out. Some people, yeah, it's whatever suits you best. Because I know some, yes. some of my clients literally are like, they don't eat before my sessions because they think they're going to throw up if they have food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my sessions are so intense. Uh, not really. Um, so that's like a personal preference. <laughs> not really. <laughs> I mean, they are. <laughs> if the client can handle it, they are. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, they are. I'm just having a wee monologue to myself here. Don't mind me. La, 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 la. <laughs> um, Whatever yeah. suits you guys. Yep. If you can, um, if you can only get it done in the morning because that's your best time of the day when you can, that you can commit to spending time on a fucking treadmill or running or doing any sort of cardio, then that's when you should do it. And I like doing cardio in the morning first thing because it sets me up for the day. So that's really why I would personally probably do it in the, in the morning. Um, I feel like you're just more energized for the rest of the day. I mean, all fucking scientific studies show that sweating in the, f the first thing in the morning is, is the best thing you can do for your brain. The brain, they did scans on how brain looks before and after exercise, obviously any exercise, but you know, sweating in general, if you do that in the first thing in the morning, the brain is just so much clearer. It's like a red, red big fog without the exercise. And after it, it's like blue. Like beautiful blue and clear Stone. and Calm. empty lovely and you just feel class i mean let's be honest if you do even 10 15 minutes of cardio in the morning you'll just feel good for the rest of the day but that's the only reason why i would do it um but yeah but that that technically that would mean that fast cardio is better however fat loss wise it's not yeah okay fat loss wise is whatever fucking suits you <laughs> i'm making it sound as fast cardio is better now <laughs> moving on they all have benefits, basically. How often should I change my training program? We need more info, really. Like, what's your goal? What are you training for? Um, that's yeah. quite a tricky one to answer without any detail. No, just imagine. Imagine it's just a regular just like client. Average Joe, regular client. Average, regular client. I want to grow a bare arse and get a smaller waist and grow some shoulders. What would you give them, Lindsay? What would you say? Um, don't change it often. <laughs> you got to keep doing the same exercises over and over and over, get your progressive overload, um, focus on increasing your reps or your weights rather than changing the exercise. Um, within your program, make sure you're targeting all the different muscles that you want to stimulate. Uh, but yeah, you can't complete a hip thrust, you can't complete a squat, so stick with the basics and find joy in finding it easier and chasing the numbers or you know getting the activation feeling the burn been feeling doms again recently and it's really enjoyable yeah it's like my wee, mm, like wee badge of honor the next day i'm like yes my Jeez. muscles are good so <laughs> yeah what would you say i would say every maybe 12 weeks maybe more things you don't even need to train your to change your program i mean if you're training for muscle building you don't actually need to change your program like really ever as long as the program is 
programmed well so you still made all your muscles that you want to grow you want to progress with and uh, progress on and make sure you still made it from every different angle um, maybe different rep ranges different exercises and as long as the program is good and you're just creating progressive overload by like you said lifting heavier adding more reps then you don't need to change it really yeah. like for actual progression you don't need to change it if you want if you get bored of it fucking change it but not even too often like three four months that's really yeah think of it more as like putting another tool in there like you know if you're if you see a plateau you're just getting bored of it like change it up by adding in like maybe a hit routine or something or it's like some more cardio um, and that will get you going again or as Matt's saying if you're getting bored then for sure yeah change it up but more just see it as you're just adding another element in there rather than you're yeah. totally up changing it yeah, like tweak it a little bit here yeah. and there add some like, supersets like make it more intense yeah. Mm. yeah maybe change instead of a flat bench change it to an incline or a decline instead of dumbbell flies change it to machine flies or cable flies you know these kind of things you can change um, on a regular basis to be honest as long as you go on the failure on them as long as you're still targeting the, uh, the muscles the way that you want that are relating to your goal so yeah, if your training program is set correctly, like I, I don't, I don't um, change my training. My my clients' programs, like unless they really need it, like every three four months, I would say. Nice. Yeah, moving on. Are nuts healthy? <laughs> I mean, they're they're a healthy <laughs> source of fat. Yes, um, they are not people think they're a great protein source and in the grand scheme of things no they're not like they're they'll give you some protein but they're not a great protein source if you compare it to chicken um and as for being healthy yes but they also are they are healthy they're just uh they're a higher calorie food because they're fats um they're always going to be higher in calories so you just have to um, be mindful of your portion but you know as as far as getting good fats in yes not so great. Yes, good fats, fiber, some protein, definitely good um, for you. Generally healthy in moderation, like most things really. Um, but it is it is good fats. So you can definitely add them to your diet as a wee snack or in meals. Yeah. But not too much. Not too much. Next. Easy question. How much should I rest between the sets? How much should you rest between sets? That depends really on your goal, what kind of um, exercise that you're talking about, um, yeah, what muscle group are you training, if, you, if it's a big compound exercise, or if it's a isolation exercise, um, depending on which set of the exercise that is. Generally, there's, there's a lot of variables there. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Would, I would say average, probably like maybe a minute and a half if you're training for muscle growth, but then again, it depends, you know, um, like your warm up sets probably like, okay, 30 seconds and first set, do it maybe then 45 second rest, then your second set, each set you kind of rest a little bit longer because obviously you're gonna add more load and you know, your your best hypertrophy set is probably gonna be like set number three or four um, that, that you probably need a bit more energy for to get the most out of that set. So you probably need like maybe two, up to even three minute rest Especially if it's a big compound exercise, not for a fucking bicep curl, obviously. Um, but if it's like squats, deadlifts, then yeah, you, you might need like even up to two, three minute rest. But if you're doing a, a dumbbell bicep curl at the end of a session, probably like a minute rest. 
Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> However, if you really want to target um, the strength side of things, so if you train more for powerlifting or just strength gain, then yeah. probably a bit longer, maybe like three, four minutes. I mean, I think GMRS fucking, I don't know, like five minutes <laughs> in between each set. Yeah. Depends on what she's doing, obviously. Yeah. She's lifting heavy weights. Yeah. Big weights. So, yeah. I mean, the average, if you're just looking at hyper, your hypertrophy training, you're talking like minute, minute and a half. Yeah. But again, Up depends. to like two or three minutes. I mean, yeah. if you're doing a squat, you know, you, you probably need a bit a bit longer. Like, yeah. you just like recruit as much muscle fibers as you can in, in that one set. Yeah. Get energy back in those muscles. Yeah, just to let the lactic acid go away. Because if you if you rest only like you know thirty seconds each exercise, there's so much lactic acid, which is the waste product that's building up in the muscle after you know you're exercising it. There's still going to be so much in the muscle that you just won't be able to fully perform during that set. That's why you need that rest. Obviously, intensity is important um, and necessary to get results, but too intense, not enough rest, is bad as well. But then again, if you rest for too long, the muscle gets cold. You lose blood and the workout just fucking lacks intensity and you're not going to make gains. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really hard question to ask without like, the individual. <laughs> if this was you, message uh, Matt directly. <laughs> and he will know more about your situation. Yeah. I mean, I think we've covered it quite well, to be honest. I think, yeah. yeah. For, a small, for a small muscle group, <laughs> 45 seconds, one minute. Big muscle group, maybe a minute and a half to two and a half minutes. Sorted. Moving on. Uh, when should you have cheat days? Never. <laughs> Never have cheat days. Um, first of all, remove cheat from your vocabulary. Um, you're not cheating anything. Like the minute you say that, you're just pretty much giving yourself permission to eat like an absolute idiot. Really, um, I'd say. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. It's, it's a negative mindset to have. Um, if you are, you know, if you've been on, oh God, I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. <laughs> Woo! Um, <laughs> if you have been on a fat loss journey for a long time or a, a decent amount of time and you're like, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting to have a good meal and whatever, you can obviously afford to have some extra calories for a day. It is not going to put you back a million weeks. It might, you know, depends on your progress that week if you want to save calories for it fine if you just choose to have like what we'd more say is a refeed meal then you know you can have an extra maybe again depending on your weight and your height and whatever let's say you're gonna have an extra 500 calories that day just to enjoy um have what you want whatever you're craving really enjoy it have it and then get back on the next day yeah yeah that's correct i totally agree everything you said i would just add, like to add that do not ever have a fucking cheat day <laughs> ever because a cheat day is just literally eating shite for all fucking day it's like you can it can set you back for a full week or even two weeks because depends how if you're you eating go, yeah. if you're eating it, let's say if you're trying to get a deficit eating one and a half thousand calories a day and oh cheat day yes i'm gonna fucking eat five thousand calories yeah which is so easy to do. So if you think maybe like for your breakfast, you're like, oh, I'm going to treat myself to have like a big pancake stack with Nutella and all this stuff. And then at lunchtime, oh, I'm going to get like some chips and cheese. I've been craving that. And then at dinner, oh, let's have pizza and let's have some ice cream. Yeah. Easy, easy five, 6,000 calories. Yeah. And because you kind of, because you're in a deficit already, you kind of deprived. So whenever that cheat day comes in, your, your inner fatty is just coming out and you just eat the world. 
you know. This is why it's super important to include all your favourite foods in your deficit, you know. Make sure you're having some chocolate if that's what you're craving, or if some ice cream, have some locale ice cream, or whatever your kind of vice, you feel like your vice is, make sure you're including that either daily or weekly. Yeah. So you don't feel, when it comes to those days where you, you do decide that, you know, you're going to accept that you're going to eat more calories that day and you're happy with that choice. One, it's a choice, and two, you're not going to hit the fuck it button and go on to yeah. thousands of calories. Yeah. Although, obviously, if you are, like, if it's just, a, like, a shorter temporary for, like, a photo shoot or a competition, then, you know, you're not going to start eating fucking chocolate, you know, to fit in your, fit in your macros, because some people, that might... Some people might get triggered by that. Obviously, yeah. if you're talking about an overall long-term fat loss journey, if you're talking about months and months and months, and so by not going on the stage, not prepping for a photo shoot, yes, definitely involve everything. Yeah. Um, all the foods that you enjoy in moderation. But if it's a short-term thing, then um, cheat days and cheat meals is generally not a good thing because that can trigger, um, trigger more fucking shite that you want to consume as well um yeah when it comes to competition prep or something like that you want to just eat fucking clean and be strict it's a short-term thing obviously after that you can eat you know i don't still don't call it cheat meals anyway have a fucking refeed meal or an off meal plan off plan meal off plan meal off plan meal that's what you want to call it and then you can have like fucking one meal whatever the fuck you want to eat yeah nice um oh god we kind of just answered that. Do we feed? What's that? Do we feed days meals? Do I feel we like we feed? just kind of covered that. I don't know what that means. Oh no! This was meant to. I, I, I shouldn't didn't copy it properly. Do we feed days meals work? And that's what the question was. Somebody asked. Um, do we feed days work? Work as in to improve your performance or improve your body composition, like. I'm not too sure about that. Okay, well, we can ask, ask, answer this in a few different ways. So um, I think a lot of, uh, a big misconception is that refeed days or meals, especially days, increase your metabolism. Um, however, it, they do not. They do not. <laughs> they do not, if that answers your question. One day does not increase your metabolism because you just ate more calories like you're not gonna fucking get an amazing fast metabolism just because you fucking ate more calories in one day it's like it's like saying your metabolism slows down because you had one day of fucking big deficit you know and you're not, it's not gonna happen you need maybe like a few days of more um calorie intake to be able to kind of like increase your metabolism a little bit and it's still like gonna be a tiny tiny amount like it takes a long long time for you to actually be able to increase your metabolism or decrease your metabolism like the metabolism is not a fucking um thing that you can just regulate like this with a click of a finger or change your calories in a few days you know it takes months years usually um as so you can't even really adjust it that well i mean we've been trying to increase your metabolism for a long long time yeah <laughs> my body's like i'm slow and i'm happy with it yeah some people are just definitely like made you know like despite you training hard having plenty of muscle from a good fucking diet tons of protein it doesn't just speed up yeah was me <laughs> it does a wee bit obviously when you use the food but yeah but that's just one of those like i've learned to accept that and that's okay it'll get there two years time see where i'm at in two years time it's a long game i'm playing the long game <laughs> yeah <laughs> have a good metabolism by the age of 40 yeah <laughs> 
realise it's probably going to happen, like, by the age of 40. Oh, yeah, that'd be me peaked. Yes. And then? Going to be the fittest 40-year-old ever. You will be. Boom. Guaranteed. Uh, next, how do I lose stubborn belly fat? My lower stomach just doesn't come off. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, you, you can't spot reduce um, body fat. Um, and usually, the place where we want to lose it most is the place that will come off last. Um, yeah, because you have the most amount of body fat there. Yeah, that's where you store the most of it. Um, if, if this is a female, please do know that sometimes it is just genetics like people do just have a kind of lower like pretty much it's, it's not a pouch but it's like it is just lower where you're like your yeah. your um womb is basically yeah. that is what that is so that's why it stays out there uh, that could be genetics yeah, guys but, as well yeah yeah I'd, yeah i mean a wee bit different guys as well though yeah. The guys store body fat Oh no I know places. I'm just saying like Sometimes you can see Really tiny thin girls And they still just have That little pouch at the bottom And that is actually You know Their internal um, Organs uh, There so, um, I'll get a few clients to Ask me about that um, But yeah You're You just have to Stick with it And stay in your deficit And ensure that you're getting there If you are struggling You know You can always come If you feel like You've just been trying And trying and trying You're hitting a brick wall Give yourself a week um, to come off it if you have been on it for a very long time um, sometimes that can do the world of good and then getting back into it um, straight back on it it can just be a nice reset for your body obviously don't go wild but you know it can yeah. become very frustrating when you're just constantly wanting to lose that part um, of your body but trust the signs trust the process and if you still aren't seeing results maybe it's time to get a coach and get their expertise in it because yeah. I can guarantee you we'll get you there faster than you doing it alone. 100%. 100%. All of that is um, correct. A lot of times, um, on, I mean, with people that are very lean, um, especially competitors and people maybe that do photo shoots, preps, um, sometimes in the lower stomach, a lot of people will carry water because the, the carbohydrates are so, um, so high and decreased that barely eat any carbs and that will actually cause some water retention because carbs drive water from underneath the skin into the muscle so that's why it's called carbon carbohydrates you know you're hydrating the carbon molecule in the muscles smart <laughs> and a lot of that water will be stored in the lower body fat so, uh, sorry lower stomach so as soon as you start adding a little bit of carbs that will actually um, disappear but this is only in like very low body fats so not a lot of people relate to that but um, that's the case if you drop the carbs too much I don't need any carbs you will actually store more water which is fucking mad but um, yeah so yeah just be patient guys be patient because lower body fat is is extremely hard to fucking get rid of like, let's be honest for you to get rid of your lower abs body fat like you need to be fucking shredded yeah okay like like you don't need to be lean you need to be shredded and I'm talking like fucking veins on your arms and like splits in your quads like you talking like fucking for a girl to have like absolute nothing on your lower stomach like I don't know like 13-14% body fat which is extremely unachievable or um, just have good genetics I know some females that just naturally have a six pack and that's just their body just naturally has that yeah. other people you know have I worked so hard last year and was like training like crazy and eating so clean and I still just never got like defined abs as such. I had a very, uh, my stomach flattened and I got a bit of definition, yeah. 
but there was nowhere close <laughs> to a six pack there. Yeah, everybody's different. So it's just it's your it's your body as well. Yeah, and dieting extremely obviously. Like to get that, it's, it's yeah. so difficult. So difficult. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Like that is extreme dieting, as we're saying, and you know that is yeah, no pizzas. Yeah, you just need to <laughs> diet harder. It's, it's, it's literally that simple sometimes. Yeah, diet harder and eat a. And then that's when you have to choose if is it worth it or are you going to be happy where you're at? Yeah, I, I would say if you want like have an absolute shredded lower stomach, that's only for the stage, like yeah. not maintainable, um, especially for a female. Yeah. Right. What mad shit are you up to next, Lindsay? Oh, <laughs> uh, mad shit. So my racing's look like this this year. So I'm running in May. I've got the trifecta weekend from Spartan. So I do the twenty one k on the Saturday. 10k on the Sunday morning, 5k in the Sunday afternoon. That's down in London. Um, nice. Then I'm going to Tough Mudder with the team. I'm doing the 15k on the Saturday with the SBF lot, and then I'm doing the 10k with our people on the Sunday. Um, so that'll be a fun weekend. Sounds fun as well. Uh, later on in, I can't remember if it's late July or early August, I've got the 32 kilometer beach ballistic in Aberdeen. So that's a beach OCR. So I'm really buzzing for that. It looks amazing. Hope the weather's nice. Should be stunning. Um, and in the end of the year, I'm really flipping between either doing Europe's Toughest Mudder or the 50k Spartan. I think I'm leaning towards Europe's Toughest Mudder, which is when you start at 8pm and you have until 8am to do as many laps of a six mile course. I think it's six miles as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to qualify for World's Toughest Mudder, you have to do six laps as a female. Easy. So in 12 hours. Um, I'm allowed to have a pit stop team, so I'll need to find a couple of people that are happy to come stay up for 12 hours in, <laughs> in September in the cold to mm. cha- help me change my shoes and feed me. I'm <laughs> sure you find someone. Yeah, I need to put that on my, my dating profile. <laughs> Looking yes. for someone who will come do this for me. Um, I mean, if you've got a good offer for it in exchange, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my mad shit. Um, probably do more stuff because it's me. Um, I'll try not break any more ligaments and hurt myself more, but don't promise that because it's me. Oh, you have to stay healthy now because yeah. you've been injured too often I know. in the past like year. That's just what happens when you're a ninja. <laughs> Ninjas don't get fucking injured. <laughs> I'm training to be one, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh, it's a lot of mad shit. Yeah. Help, I have the munchies, but have ate all my day's calories. Okay, well we can give you some snacks that have zero calories, like sugar fee jelly, or fucking cucumber, <laughs> cucumber with salt. <laughs> or sweetener, just dip it in some sweetener and eat some cucumber. Like was it Alice said that she was dipping salt with vinegar on prep when she obviously couldn't have anything like that and her family was having chips right next to her. I'm having a fish and chips. Jeez. And just, yeah, it sounds so Bliss. sad, but the thing is, you know, on prep is kind of different level. fucking chips, like... <laughs> yeah I mean for this if you're generally sitting if it's you know ask yourself if you're to eat a carrot right now or a chocolate bar would you still eat the carrot if the answer is yes it does mean you're hungry if the answer is no it means it's a craving um, if you you know when was the last time you hydrated have you drank water um, could you have like a peppermint tea or something to like just 
curb um, just help with that yeah. um, as Matt's saying the really low calorie stuff it's not going to be the end of the world if you go over by 50 cals or 40 cals which is you know your your jelly your cucumber no jelly is nothing and jelly still has some in it like the, 70 calories or something yeah like I can like, yeah you get like 10 cows whatever so you know you could have some of that yeah, that's nothing um, <laughs> yeah exactly it's absolutely nothing if you are proper proper struggling and you know stomach's going you're not going to be able to sleep your crazy food preoccupation going out a walk hasn't helped like changing your mindset hasn't helped or trying to focus on something different take some calories from the next day take 100 from the next day yeah and then just tomorrow eat 100 less yeah I mean you know, going over a hundred calories if you are really, really struggling is not really a big deal um, at all. If it's nah. especially if it's in some sort of decent kind of food, like I mean, you could have a fucking chicken salad. It'll fill you up like fuck. Hundred yeah. calories for chicken and then salad is like pretty much nothing. I'm getting wrong, so maybe that's it. <laughs> to be honest, it's not with the munchies in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not really for munchies, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Low-calorie snacks. Low-calorie hot chocolate. And if you want to be as cool yes. as me, get a teaspoon and just, like, teaspoon the whole thing. It lasts such a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. It's really I, ridiculous, but it helped me at one point. You actually did that? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I think either that or the when I ate, like, I had a bag of spinach sitting in the couch and was just munching on a bag of spinach. That's my two low moments. I mean... <laughs> When I was doing photo shoot prep. <laughs> I mean, spinach is probably a bit better, to be honest. I mean, yeah. it took you a long time to eat that, didn't it? Oh, it did, but it wasn't hitting my sweet craving. No. So this, that was just a, I don't feel full. So I was like, well, if you want to feel full, eat some salads or something. Yeah. So bag of spinach. No, the best thing to do is make sure you have that um, low calorie or, well, zero calorie jelly, really. Um, and Tupperware made every single day. And I mean, to be honest, what I was doing before um, for a show is have half of that Tupperware with like maybe five grams of like raspberry just cut up, maybe some sort of um, low calorie protein ice cream, maybe like 100 grams. Overall, that would be about 100 calories, literally 100 calories. And you're talking like half a bowl of yeah. fucking stewy, delicious stuff. Stunning. And that will actually satisfy your, your sugar cravings. It'll fill you up a wee bit because there's so much volume of fluid. Um, and yeah, and it's actually not that bad because the, the, the fucking protein ice cream is actually protein in there as well. So that's probably the best thing that I, I would yeah. recommend. I got protein ice cream last night mm. and I'm raging. You're raging? It, it was Graham's white chocolate and raspberry ripple. I opened it up. Oh. There was no raspberry ripple. What? It was just plain ice cream. How? I don't know. It's clearly a bad batch. I'm going to email them. Scam. You got scammed. I get scammed by Graham's. I'm going to message them. I took photos and everything. <laughs> you get scammed out of your raspberries. I did. There was no raspberry ripple in my oh. chocolate and raspberry ripple ice cream. Um, I was so upset. That's the reason I got it. That's pretty sad. Don't mess with someone when they're in a calorie deficit and they want the protein ice cream. It's not okay, Graham's. So. Yeah. I'm going to email them and see if I can get some free ice cream. We'll probably get a full box. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That'll be my client's presents for the next week. I'll just gift them all some protein ice cream. Perfect. Boom. Um, right, moving on. Yeah, we are running over an hour now, so... Fuck off, are actually? Yes. Um, I... <laughs> we do have some more questions, but we could do another Q&A and make sure these ones are answered first next time when we do another Q&A. 
um, cause yeah, we could, we could be here a while. I think an hour is probably enough. Yeah, right? yeah. That's mad, actually. Yeah, Although we fast. thought this was going to be a twenty-minute podcast. <laughs> well, that was a good chat. Well, I hope you guys learned something. Yes. <laughs> hope you took something from that. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As per usual, if you have enjoyed it, make sure you rate it. Make sure you share it. Tell all your friends. Tell your gran. And you can follow us on Instagram at Matt. Oh my God, I've just forgotten. No, Matt. Dot Team NFH. You have a W. Matt. W. Matt underscore. Oh yeah, I think it is Matt W underscore Team NFH. I think so. Oh my goodness, I, so. I forgot. Wow. Uh, me <laughs> at Lindsay Knox Fitness and the gym page at Team NFH Transformation Gym. Yes. And we are looking forward to, to hearing from you, how you found the podcast, any sort of feedback you have. Give us any comments, give us any messages and... All the compliments as well, please. Yeah, any feedback, <laughs> honestly. I, I, love, I love constructive feedback. You know, it's positive, negative, I like to learn and you know, we want to give the most we can to you guys so you can enjoy your fitness journey in the best ways. Yeah. So next week, the podcast is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be smashing you will yeah, love it it's gonna be amazing as always yeah we have such a good subject that everybody will be just like yeah just you wait it'll be class guys thank you very much for tuning in again see you later bye bye <laughs>